Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,638. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm really revved up and excited today because I'm talking to a guest who's calling in from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where there are a lot of cool old cars by the name of Steve Moskowitz. Steve, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Well, I'm, I'm buckled up, uh, Mark, but the accelerator foot is not working right. Uh, my clutch foot is fine, but just got a new knee a few days ago, and um, so... You may have to help depress the, the accelerator <laughs> pedal, pedal a little bit for me. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do, Steve. We'll find something really cool old car that has a big, cushy back seat with a lot of space. So you can sit back there in comfort and style and have some fun. I'll be a little easy on that accelerator. I'll keep the car on the road so we can have a good time. And a guy like you knows where to find cool old cars, so never fear. But congratulations on the new knee. And uh, we know if you say something silly, maybe those meds are working pretty good right now. So uh, we'll see <laughs> right. how we do. But congratulations for uh, getting through this. Uh, the pain will be gone eventually, I promise. Uh, that's a tough one. All right. Uh, well, before we start here, I want you to share something with uh, our guest. You've already shared something that maybe a lot of people don't know. You just got a new knee. But something that maybe others don't know about you that uh, we might get the ball rolling. And then I'll do a proper introduction. Ah, uh, jeez, Mark, I, I don't know what what would be exciting to your guests, but I'm a car guy. I mean, I've I know the single moment, the second in my life that I made the decision in seventh grade that cars <laughs> were going to be my vocation. Yeah, and from that moment, I have done everything I could to make sure that cars were a part of my everyday life for forever and it has all worked out that way and and the road to where i am today has been a very very interesting and rewarding road yeah no doubt well we're going to learn a little more details about that seventh grade experience but first let me give you a proper introduction steve moskowitz is the ceo of the Antique Automobile Club of America, also known as the AACA. Since 1935, the AACA has had one goal, the preservation and enjoyment of automotive history of all types. From national meets to tours to regional events, the AACA is here to bring enthusiasts together through exciting national activities, friendship, of course, and antique automobiles. Uh, they also have award-winning 100-page full-color magazine as well when you join that you get fantastic publication. Steve worked for Oldsmobile as a district service manager. He was a parts and service director and was a general manager for Oldsmobile in Maryville, Indiana for over 30 years. He's been the chairman of numerous car clubs and organizations and has restored many pre-war Oldsmobiles, one as early as 1903. He's raced vintage cars, and he's been the CEO of AACA for 17 years. We're going to come back in a minute to talk with Steve, but first a word from our very valued sponsors. These are the folks that bring this show to you every day. Give them a listen. Give them a little love. Keep the seatbelt on. Steve's still in the back seat. He's doing fine. Don't worry about him. I'm going to take care of things, and we'll be right back. 
Did you know Covercraft offers you much, much more than car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, LaBra Front End Covers, and hood protectors that protect your vehicle's front end while on a road trip. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bug jerky from your grill and your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check, perfect for those kids in the back seat. Spidey gear webs that keeps cargo that's in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, bumper frames, bump steps, pet ramps, pet travel barriers to keep Fido in the back seat, tire covers, Carhartt backpacks, cooler bags, tote bags, tool bags, and zippered tote bags to keep everything secure. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging UV rays. Covercraft offers you an incredible list of solutions for your favorite rides. They're easy to install, easy to remove pet protection pads, are easy to wash too, and protect your floors and seats from Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and air. And here's something special from me here at Cars Yeah. If you use the code YAH120 at checkout at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off on me. Covercraft.com. Go there and use the code YEAH120 at checkout for that 10% discount. Covercraft, they've got you covered. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, we are back. And you know what? While we were cruising along and you were listening to those commercials, I learned a little something else that I kind of missed. It's kind of important. That Oldsmobile dealership that Steve was working at, you ended up owning it, right? Yeah, that that was another strange and bumpy ride, but uh, things progressed to the point where I ended up owning it and owned it in, uh, until 2003 when you know it was no longer viable for me to continue with Oldsmobile as they announced that they were they were going out of business, and yeah. um, so we we closed her down a, a dealership that had been there since 1923. So pretty sad time. Uh, well, that was a super sad time. And when you see a, hear a mark, you know we had two Oldsmobiles in our family growing up. We had two Oldsmobile Vista Cruisers, the first generation oh, of that great. vehicle. Yeah, and then the next one, uh, the second one was olive green with that wood on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. darn cool car. And I'll tell you a little secret. I hope my mom's not listening. When I was young, I my dad said, hey, could you go back the car down the driveway? I was probably 13. I thought, oh, boy. And I went out. Well, we had these big eucalyptus trees, and I kind of rubbed up against a eucalyptus tree, and I just about lost it. And I was so scared. We were going to church, and so I tried to make sure that when we walked out to the car, I kind of stood in front of that, and we got in the car. Well, that night, 
After everyone was asleep, I woke up very late. I went out to the garage with my tester's model paints, did the best I could mixing up all those paints, and tried to touch up that wood grain on the side of that car (laughs) so I wouldn't get in trouble and maybe never be allowed to drive again. And I'll tell you something funny. My parents never said a word about it. Years later, one day, my dad, I think I was probably in high school, he said, we were chatting chatting about cars, and I mentioned the Vista Cruiser, and he goes, yeah, I remember that car. You did a really nice nice job touching (laughs) up that damage you did on the wood grain. Yeah, I think... As kids, we always think we get away with everything, but we get away with nothing. Nothing. Now, dads and moms see everything. They have eyes in the back of their head. Well, listen, Steve, as we continue on this wonderful journey of old cars together, I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life. I know I'm kind of driving today with your uh, repaired knee coming into play. I usually say take the wheel, but I'll just say take it away. Well, I don't have the quote exactly, but one of the things that that has always impressed me that, you know, there are a lot of people that, that want to, to talk to you about the inevitable doom and failure of, of the car hobby. And this has gone on for a long time. And there's a quote attributed to many people, but the ending is that create your own destiny. Mm -hmm. And boy, those, those few words mean an awful lot to me. I don't like people saying that these things are inevitable. Yeah, they're inevitable if you don't do something about them. But if you work hard and you decide that you're you're going to buck the headwinds, you're going to make yourself a success, then then you can. And so creating your own destiny to me is is um is about as powerful as anything that I can think at least for myself. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, create your own destiny. And the great thing about this incredible country we live in is it is it is possible for absolutely anybody to create their own destiny. But you said the right words. You just have to work hard. Surround yourself with really smart people like these past 1638 people I've talked to on cars, yeah. And as you know because you've been in the hobby and I have too that this car hobby we're involved in together is really about the people, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and the, yeah. The cars, you know, everybody said the cars are what bring us together. It's the people that keep us together. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Well, I would love for you to share a lot more about the Antique Automobile Club of America. Been around for a long, long time. Boy, back in the mid-30s as my, when my dad was born, uh, he's the one who got me into this car hobby by buying a 49TC, MGTC, when I was a little boy. I think I was five or six. Uh, that's what bit me with the bug. And we're going to talk about what bit you in seventh grade. But first, share everything you have to share about the AACA, would you? Yeah, we're kind of a, a unique organization in the car world. First of all, we're the first car club. We're the ones that started the whole genre of car clubs in 1935. Um, so we're America's oldest club. We're also its largest by a, a long, long shot. We uh, we are currently uh, around 50,000 members, uh, 340 regions and chapters. And our goal is, you know, to keep the hobby alive. We do things that few people realize our, our website, which is aaca.org, is free to a ton of other car clubs. We host other car clubs. They don't pay a penny. Cost us a small fortune to to continue to upgrade that site. But we do it because it's not just about us. It's about the hobby. It's about everybody. All of our car events are free to the public. We've never charged anybody a dime to attend. Even Hershey, which you know we could make a small fortune if we charge people. We do host what is considered the largest true antique car event in the country, which is, quote, called Hershey uh, every October. 
where we have a flea market uh, with about 9,000 flea market spaces, car corral for about 1,000 spaces, and a car show on Saturday that's uh, roughly around 1,300 cars. We have the world's largest automotive library, we believe, soon to be even larger. We, along with the Simeon Museum, have bought the the Philadelphia Free Libraries Automotive Library, mm-hmm. and that is a hidden gem. Most people don't realize what was up there, wow. but it is a phenomenal collection of automotive literature. So we will be bringing that to Hershey, and we will be bringing that to a brand new facility uh, that is under construction, a about ready to open up uh, sometime towards the end of October, where where our, our entire second floor will be full of technology and will be all library. And we'll have over 3 million documents there. And that's all free to anybody. It doesn't matter what car club you're in. Wow. It's totally free. So, you know, we do a lot. We do a lot for the hobby. Our, our whole goal is not just to see AACA prosper, which is important, but we want to see every car club prosper. And in these tough times where, you know, people are getting a little bit older and people aren't joiners, that's an issue. And if we don't all work together for each other's benefits, then the story will be written. So we're doing our best to make sure that whatever story is written is the right story. It's marvelous what you guys do, and I'm going to bring this up again towards the end of the show, but I want to do it right now. So if somebody listening out there goes, wow, well, I want to join this organization. I want to support it. How do they do that? Very simple. They can go on our website or they can call 717-534-1910, and one of our A staff will be more than willing to take their membership. It's $45 a year, and for that, they do get the magazine, which is incredible. Our editor, Wes Peterson, uh, has won numerous awards. It's a really interesting publication in full color, high-quality printing. And then we have a monthly email magazine called Speedster, which comes out. So we stay in touch with people, and um, uh, certainly for and, – and their $45 also gives them – an two hours of free research by our librarians. If you're out in Tacoma, Washington and can't make the trip to Hershey and want to call in and say, hey, I need help looking for info on my my Whippet, you can just call <laughs> our li- library staff. They will do that for you wow. for free if you are a member. Wow. It's absolutely spectacular. I'd encourage anybody out there that's not a member to check this out. Resources, I mean, and the, the fact that you do all of this for so many people is over the top. I've talked to people who answer your phones there. They are always the most polite, the most friendly, happy. It must be because they're working around their passion for cars, but they're always a delight to talk with. So uh, definitely I'll make sure I put links on Steve's show notes page. Steve, I always talk about uh, a big challenge or a big failure that my guests uh, face. Right now you're facing a recovery from a knee surgery, replacement, I should say, uh, even more big time. Uh, but I would love for you to talk about something in your life that was a big challenge. And more importantly, what was that very important lesson learned that you could take forward that maybe somebody out there listening is going through something very similar. Yeah, what? unfortunately, there's been a whole lot of challenges in my life. Well, that means you've tried a lot of cool things. That's all. <laughs> yeah. You know, after spending 30 years at uh, at my dealership um, in one capacity or another and ending up owning it after working for Oldsmobile, uh, being a guy who, who restored Oldsmobiles and was on 
numerous committees with Oldsmobile and involved with their racing program and with their antique car program, you know, you, you suddenly all of a sudden realize that your identity is, you know, mm-hmm. quote, Mr. Oldsmobile. You're, you're one of the guys that, that everybody says, hey, the, this guy is, he's all in, he's 100% in. I was on Oldsmobile's national board for quite a few years. And then all of a sudden it's gone in, in a second. And we're sitting there one day and looking at a TV screen with closed circuit TV and saw all the suits sitting there with their look on their faces. And I had six or seven employees that had been there 30 years. I actually had one employee that had been there 50 years. And to go downstairs and tell them that we're done, uh, you don't get through that very easily. You know, this, this impacts human human life and, and, you know, people's comfort level and something that, that they are dedicated and loyal to. And, you know, I spent a few years trying to find a way to continue in business with another franchise, uh, that didn't work. And I started to think because the financial loss was, was pretty, pretty gruesome. Um, I, I don't know what a better word for it, but it was gruesome and and so at that point, one day, I was sitting there, I don't think I was, I was slightly feeling sorry for myself, and something went off in my head that said, when I was born, I came into this world without a nickel, without a dime, without a shirt on my back. If I go out that way, I'm even. And, you, you know, it, it, it just tripped a, a, a better light to go on a yeah. bigger light, a brighter light. Yes. And then, then it became, okay, now what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to pick yourself up? What are you going to do? And I, I started looking for opportunities and I thought I had the perfect opportunity, uh, working in the automotive field in Detroit, uh, with a group and interviewed with them. They were very interested. And then this thing came along with the antique automobile club of America and, yeah, I said, you know, it's kind of kind of be cool to go to an organization and to give back to the hobby that's given me so much. Yeah. And um, you know, being in Hershey, being in the East Coast, not a bad bad place to live. No. And so we packed our bags and headed on here. Well, you know what's tremendous about this is that, and I'll call it a pivot because it is was a, I guess, it's somewhat of a midlife pivot for you. I mean, you thought you were gonna your end game looked like this, and then somebody moved your cheese to quote a great book, who moved my yep. cheese. But I think it's great, and what's really fantastic about this is you learned at that moment the real secret to a happy life, and that is to give back to others. And in your words, I'm going to give back to this hobby what it's given me. And when we do that as human beings, and I've learned this after talking to 1,638 people now, and they've taught me a lot of great things, is we are at our best and we are happiest when we are giving to others, whether we even know it at the time or not. So that's what happened there, Steve. And of course, you know that now because that's what you've been doing for 17 years is giving back to others, right? Yeah, uh, your, your words are absolutely spot on. I, I was involved with several children's cancer research charities in the Chicago area, and um, the best feel in the world is when you when you know you've done something that others benefit by it. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go through this world being nothing but a taker, right. and if you do, the end game is is to me fairly lonely. So, the car hobby, the people in the car hobby. Many of them are just incredibly generous and incredibly 
involved in the same kinds of things as this. And so, uh, you know, to have a job for me that really involved every aspect of business that I'd ever been in my entire life and allowed me also to, once again, be involved in a charitable organization because we are a 501c3 charitable organization. And so it all it's all worked out. It has for sure. Indeed, it has all worked out. Thanks for sharing that story. Fantastic story. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to go looking for it sometimes, and sometimes it's shining right in your face. Let's take a short break. We're going to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back when we dive a little deeper into Steve's personal history with cars. We're going to learn what happened there in seventh grade when the trigger went off for the car hobby, so sit tight. We'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers. Here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're a racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners received at Le Mans. The Racing Series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life. And I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout to get $10 off your purchase of the racing series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to Adobe Road Wines today and use the code CARSYA at checkout. Cheers! Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at CARSYA, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve 
and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events, car shows, and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible! To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. All right, Steve, would you share a story with me, that story about seventh grade, that little seventh grade boy that instigated the passion that you have for cars? Well, it's it's a pretty simple story. I think a lot of kids back in, in your early days, in your teenage years, were building AMC car model kits and putting those together. And a, a kid in our class uh, by the name of John Hayden in seventh grade, we were standing in the aisle I, I, you know, there's, there's points in your life. You, you have a picture of exactly where you were right. and, and this is what I've always had. And for some reason, I realized that we were talking about car models and cars and we'd, you know, we had our copies of hot rod magazine and car craft and rod and custom and, you know, all those things. And, and I just said, God, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I, I don't know exactly what. And, you know, then I started hanging around garages and uh, ended up getting a job in a body shop and just started towards a path, wrote to, um, used to be a, a newspaper called Auto Body News and Reports or something like that, mm-hmm. and said, hey, I, I want to get an education, maybe want to be a teacher in auto body, where can I go? And uh, they pointed me to Michigan, to Ferris State University, never been there before, and I took a flyer. I I really wanted to open up my own body shop at that time, but for some reason, all the chemicals in a body shop after a few months would get me coughing and Mm. and fairly sick. And the doctors uh, scared the hell out of my parents and said, he's not going to live a very long life if he works in that industry. And so I I did a pivot, as you would say, and uh, (laughs) went to become a teacher and pivoted from that idea too. Yeah, you've done a lot. You've been pirouetting. Your whole life, which is <laughs> not a right. bad thing to do. You got to dance through life. Well, what was your first really special vehicle? And maybe share a memory you have about that car. You know, I had cars when I was younger. My girlfriend's standing by me and she can't get over that I bought a car and my parents didn't know about it. And she'll forever, ever <laughs> te- tease me over, you know, 16 <laughs> I, years old. I just old heard and, her yelling in the background. What did yeah, she say? Yeah, yeah. What did I, she I, say? Yeah, she said, and you were 16 years old. <laughs> But those cars, those cars didn't have a great meaning to me. Mm-hmm. The little story behind this is I, I was I would consider myself a hot rodder, and I was working for Oldsmobile and went into this um, little small dealership in Beecher, Illinois. And the parts manager invited me over to his house afterwards, and I walked into his house, which had an attached garage and a breezeway, and 
man, lightning bolts went off, and there was this amazing collection of Packards and locomobiles and LaSalle's and and just all sorts of just amazing cars and memorabilia everywhere, brass lights. And I mean, I was hooked. Yeah, I was hooked. I don't know why. I just, it, I immediately, then, then he took me out on a ride in this 1913 locomobile going down the road at 60 miles an hour in this old car. And uh, I just said, God, I got to find a way to do this. So my first true antique car was a 36 Oldsmobile business coupe. And so that was kind of special, but that's a long, long involved answer to, <laughs> to a question you asked. But I, I, you know, you've been, you've been doing this for, for a bazillion times with all people. And, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of people say, you know, it's like your children. How do you pick your favorite one? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had so many cars in your life that have had an impact. And certainly the cars after that 36 Oldsmobile had a huge impact on my life. Right. But that was a starter one. So that that's yep. good. You answered that really well. Well, how about this? Uh, I'm going to be the psychiatrist here and, and ask you this question. If, if you uh, woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive your personality in an actual vehicle, what would you be? <laughs> Wow, wasn't expecting that question. Yeah, nobody um, ever is. It, that's a unique one. What would I be? You know, as weird as it sounds, I guess the first thing that popped into my mind is probably a 72 Oldsmobile 442 W30. Okay, nice. And, and what were the attributes of that car that you think kind of fit your personality? Well, you know... <laughs> If you stepped on the gas, it would move. You know, there was something about those Oldsmobiles back in the 70s. I mean, they were so popular. And um, I was working for General Motors at the time. And when you got a company car that was a W30, you know, you just felt, hey, I'm driving a, a dream machine. But I think it, it would fit my personality because I do have a little bit of a lead foot. And um, I don't know. It's just first thing that came to my mind. Boy, I'm, I'm going to steal that question. Uh, that's a <laughs> fabulous one. That's a fabulous one. You know what? Uh, uh, one of my past guests suggested that. A very early guest, Harold Cleworth. He's an artist. He's an expatriate, uh, expat rather, from uh, the UK. Came to the US and he made his living and his life painting cars. And when I asked him the question, I don't even remember what my first question was because so, it was so boring. He said, Mark, in his British accent, may I ask you to ask me a different question? And I went, okay. And he asked that question and he said, well, I'm I'm half Cadillac Biarritz and half Austin Healey. And I went, okay, well, there's a Frankenstein car if you ever saw one. <laughs> but I thought it was so clever. And again, a lot of guests kind of miss the part about they pick what they want to be, not how they perceive themselves. And that's why I try to emphasize that. But yeah, the 442, holy cow, muscle car, muscle car indeed. And I love I love everything about it. It's just, it looks like if someone first saw it, they think, oh, just some kind of businessman's car, you know, two-door kind of fun. But wait a minute, what are those scoops on the hood? Uh, wait a minute, what's that sound? Holy cow, that thing gets up and goes. So, yeah. I like it. You answered that very, very well. Well, we are going to enter what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions. Have you give me some quick blips of that 442 throttle? What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? Uh, work ethic. Yeah. Yeah, just work hard. You said it earlier. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, 
both living or deceased, who would that individual be and why? Oh, that's 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 so super easy for me. Mm-hmm. John Rock, um, probably somebody you don't know of. John Rock was uh, the head of Holden in Australia. He was the head of GMC Truck for many years, and then he came to Oldsmobile. Um, he was six foot four five cowboy type guy came to work with his cowboy boots at (laughs) at Oldsmobile when he was general manager, came with his dog. Probably the single smartest human being I have met in my life on every aspect of the car business. When he would speak, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a sound in the room. Everybody would be on the edge of their seats. And we had many of those kind of fireside chats with him. Just an absolute brilliant guy when it came to engineering, marketing, racing, history, whatever. A guy that totally got it and was not built out of the same cloth as most of the people at General Motors. Wow. He's my He's my big hero. Has anyone ever written a book about John Rock? Uh, there's, there's been plenty of news cause he's made plenty of news back in the day, but somebody should write a book about him cause he was, uh, I can't begin to tell you how brilliant he was. And just, for, I like to talk and, and when John and I got together, I just sat there and listened because yeah. he, he just had so much to say and so much to learn from and just a really cool guy. Well, you're very fortunate. Uh, we all are all fortunate when we have somebody special like that that has crossed our paths that we can learn from. Now, when it comes to old cars, Steve, what's maybe one little piece of automotive advice that someone else has ever given you? Uh, you know, the, the one advice I got from the gentleman who got me started in the antique car hobby was based on a I think it was from Old Cars Weekly, but it was an article that he had tacked on his garage door about color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was in the process of starting my first restoration. And his comment to me was, read this article. Color is everything. You have the option with so many cars to decide what color combination you're going to do, what correct color combination you're going to do. Why paint a car in a combination that will not show off the attributes of the car, will not get people excited about the car? Go for the best color combination you possibly can. He was absolutely right, and it's something that uh, I certainly tell others to to absolutely consider when they're going through their restoration. Absolutely. Now, I always ask a guest about the best resource. Obviously, we're talking to them. Antique Automobile Club of America, the AACA, an incredible resource that you provide. And as I said before, I'd love for you, you know, there's a way for our listeners to go and sign up and join. I mean, worth every penny you spend and then some. Uh, What are some of the other great attributes and things that you provide members of the AACA? Well, you know, our 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 organization is so huge. So we have all sorts of different ways to get involved and to quote win awards. If that's, that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we have awards for our webmasters, for our regions. We have awards for our editors. We have a massive judging program. We have a, a hundred plus page judging manual and our judges go up the ladder as they um, seek 
different levels of expertise, and we have continuous judges education training. We have judging school every year, which which judges are all required to have. So, and, and of course, you get involved with a local region or chapter. You can become president, secretary, treasurer, whatever your your goal is. So it's a way of, you know, giving back, enjoying, putting your personal stamp on the hobby. So there's just there's a myriad of ways. You know, I keep telling our people, you get out of every organization what you put into it. Yes. So if you simply become a member and pay your $45, thank you very much. But if you become a member and you get involved, you know, then we both win. Mm-hmm. We both win. And that's that's what the way it should be. That's the way clubs are, are designed in the first place. Now, how about a book? Is there a great book you might share with our listeners today? Oh, boy. I know there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many of them. Um, I, you know, my latest book, I'm trying to recall the, the cover on it because I can't remember the title, but I just remember, uh, just re- listened to, uh, read a book uh, about Rene Dreyfus, who, you know, I knew a little bit about him, but this was a book about, you know, how he raced against the Germans and how he beat the Germans. Excuse me? Is that faster? Yes, faster. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. by Neil Bascom. He's been a guest on the show here. In fact, we gave away a bunch of his copies. Incredible book. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. And for me, it had a little, you know, when I saw it, it had a little interest for me because of of, um, Renee's religion, but also Renee raced at a hill called Mount Equinox in Vermont, which Mm -hmm. is the highest, steepest paved hill climb course in the United States and Renee and Briggs Cunningham and Carol Shelby and all these guys race there. And now I have the great fortune to go up there and pretend I'm Renee Dreyfus going up the hill, although with a heck of a lot less talent and skill as, as he did. Yeah, it's an incredible book. A New York Times bestselling author of The Winter Fortress, Neil Boscombe. He's been a guest on the show. You can go back and find his show on my website, Faster. And the subtitle is How a Jewish Driver, an American Heiress, and a Legendary Car Beat Hitler's Best. It's an incredible book. I got an advanced copy of it, and then he uh, sent me a couple more copies. We did a bunch of giveaways here. Uh, I'll remind our listeners, if you go to the Cars Yet website and click on my free book button, your name will be in the hat. We're doing uh, actually... As we're recording this, I'm giving away 10 books of uh, Killer Airbags by Jerry Cox, who was a guest about the Takata Airbag debacle. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a read. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right. Uh, Oh, you know what? Before we go on to the checkered flag, this big question I have for you, uh, I want to uh, run a quick little ad spot for a good friend of mine and a longtime sponsor, Chris Kimball. He's got kind of a cool book, so give this a listen, and we'll be right back for the checkered flag. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, 
has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know. Everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, Steve, we're back, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you... Any collector car in the world today, doesn't matter who owns it or where it is, I'm going to park it in your garage. But here's the rules to this game because, uh, you know, everything comes with a little bit of a caveat. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. I wanted to tick all the boxes, meaning it needs to be a great driver, a car that you would walk out to your garage on a weekend and go, that's the one I want to take to a Cars and Coffee or to a nice drive. Uh, but it's the only one cool collector car you can have. That means only one cool car is going to be parked in Steve's garage. What can I buy you, Steve? <laughs> now, if, if I answer this correctly, will you buy it for me? I, I bought 1,637 cars before <laughs> you, so yeah, absolutely. It's just every, a lot of people are waiting, but you know, it might take me a while, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, this is, this is probably not the greatest cars and coffee vehicle, but the car that gets my juices flowing and the car that's been a a lifelong dream to be involved with. And I was fortunate to be involved in its, in, in a restoration of, of one of them mm -hmm. and get to drive it. Uh, 1911 Oldsmobile limited. Oh, that's would be the car. And, um, wow. it's a, it's a pretty amazing car with uh, 43 inch tall tires, uh, 707 cubic inch engine. It's a monster of a car and just a head turner and something that, uh, just the car that just fascinates me by its sheer size and its power. Uh, I've had it on the racetrack for Oldsmobile and, and uh, done some demonstration things with it. And just, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a multi-million dollar car now, but it's a car that, that I would absolutely love to have in my, my garage. You know, what a beautiful car. I've seen a couple of those. Pretty sure I probably saw one on Lawn at Pebble at some point in time. I've been there 30 times, so I mean, I'm sure there's been a, a representation of that car, but it, it's utterly beautiful. And the one I believe I saw at Pebble was kind of a green color, and it had these red hubs with beautiful yep. wooden spoke. Yeah, is that, yeah, you know yep. the car. You're, yeah. you're talking about the right car. That's Dr. Bell's car. Okay. Um, one year I brought the the white and red uh car that we restored for Oldsmobile division there. And we had a, a whole class of nothing but uh, Oldsmobile limiteds. And, and uh, that was quite the scene to see that many in, in one place at one time. You know, I was at the Ironstone Concours a few years ago and I got to spend a day on the tour in a 1912 race car, a vintage race car. And you're right. That car might be a tough cars and coffee although it would command a lot of attention if you rolled up in that thing um being in one of those and riding one of those really really brings out the spirit that people had for automobiles and the fact that they even they raced some of those things sure. i believe that you know one of the cars i got to ride in on that tour was a uh, 1912 packard race car that uh, brian blaine races and 
Uh, there was another vehicle I got a ride in too, and they actually gave people rides in those old things. They built a little track at the Ironstone Vineyard, and people could jump in, and the people would get out of the cars, and their their face would be covered in mud, and but they'd have these huge grins on their face. Let me ask you this: when you drive one of those, what goes through your mind? Like, what happens to you? Uh, yeah, what? Tell yeah, us. Yeah, well, you know, you you put yourself in the place of of history of the people that you just mentioned. I mean, what did it take back in 1911 for somebody to get out there and hand crank a 700 cubic inch <laughs> engine yeah. car? And and what did it take to turn? I mean, I've had that car at several concours and trying to, when it comes to style shows or getting awards, trying to maneuver it through the crowd. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm a pretty strong guy, but, you know, by the end of the day, you're just dripping wet just from the maneuvering of the car. Yeah. Now, once you are in the straightaway, yeah. you know, nobody's going to touch you. You're, you're going to be, if you're in a group of antique cars, you're going to whiz by everybody. It, it's, uh, you know, it's going to do 70, 80 miles an hour with no problem whatsoever. And yeah. then above, um, if you would dare to drive it that way with two wheel, <laughs> yes. two wheel yeah. brakes. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's what, Every car that every car that you're in, even like my my vintage race car, when you get in it, you you think about the people that built it, the people that were there before. And if you're a true car guy, you just you get you get this is about history. It's not just about the car. Yeah. It's all about you know what what went on in the world during that period of time, and what were people like, and what were their problems. And boy, you get to be the custodian of that car for. X number of years and and add to the legacy of what that car is and and what it means to have one of those. So um, I think just an incredible opportunity we all have to continue the history of of this hobby. Really, really important. Yeah, that day I spent in that old race car was. It certainly I kept saying to the uh, driver, and I was I was a passenger, but I was keeping the fuel pressure up, so I had to watch the gauge and keep pumping the fuel. And I kept saying, "Boy, this mm -hmm. certainly commands your attention." And he just laughed. I mean, it was just whoa. And we had one point where we're coming down a hill, and he was going pretty quick. I you feel very vulnerable in those vehicles because if anything Absolutely. bad happens, you're going to go flying out and. These two deer were standing on the side of the road, and I looked at him. I said, "Do you think they're going to run in front of us?" And he said, "Count on it." And and they did. And he just he basically he aimed for them, and he didn't hit them. And he said, "Yeah, always aim for them because they won't be where you're aiming when you get there. <laughs> but don't try to dodge them because they'll probably be right in front of you." Steve, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. This has been great. I want to thank you for spending time while you're recuperating from your knee replacement. Our best wishes that that all recover fine and dandy and that you'll be pirouetting and doing dances in the rain before you know it before i let you drive off into the sunset here in that beautiful 1911 osmobile limited would you offer our listeners one little parting piece of wisdom and guidance yeah it's the same piece of advice millions of others have said that you know life's this is not a dress rehearsal get everything you can out of life Make sure that you take care of those that are precious to you. As far as the hobby goes, you each have a unique responsibility to the future of the hobby. And don't shirk that responsibility. Be a part of making the automotive hobby continue for decades to come, for centuries to come, um, because it means too much. And so be a part of it. Don't, don't be a bystander. Be involved.
Absolutely. Great words of wisdom. And you can be involved by going to www.aaca.org. I encourage you to join and take part and enjoy this hobby that we all love. Steve, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with my listeners. Until you and I talk again and you're all healed up, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks, Mark. Enjoyable. This was great. Thank you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.